What's up guys, Rick here with your DFS preview for this week's European Tour event, the DP World Championship, and also the Women's US Open. That's right. Here we are. This is what we're doing now. Uh, I, I thought I'd have a couple of, of weeks off. I'm working hard on the database and all that stuff, but I could not resist uh, doing a video about this. And, and let me preface everything by saying, you know, when we talk about the European tour, um, outside of the guys that are coming over from the PGA, like the guys that play on the European tour all the time and don't come over to America, I don't know a lot about. You know what I mean? We can look through the numbers. We can look through the results. We can see if there's any value. And then... Um, the women's U.S. Open, the LPGA, I know literally nothing about. Okay, so please, please uh, do your own research. I'm going to try to just help with the research, with the numbers, point out some things that I think might be interesting. But I am no, in no way, uh, I wouldn't even say an expert. Like the the women, the, the LPGA. I have very little idea what's going on over there. Uh, so keep that in mind. I whipped together a quick cheat sheet for the women's us open um it's free if you'd like to use it i will link it in the description you can check that out i also do have a european tour cheat sheet like i do each week that's actually part of the rickrungood.com uh subscription so you can always check out the cheat sheet the golfer profiles and the game locks for the european tour and then a lot more european tour data coming uh in the next couple of weeks obviously you know the the data on both of these tours uh, much more sporadic than than on the pga tour even so let's just have a good time spend a couple minutes on each one of these and see if we can find something interesting and uh we'll see what happens here we go let's start with the european tour this is your dp world championship this is the uh the final right of the road to dubai right this is their uh big finale i believe and you're getting a lot of pga tour players going over and playing this event in fact patrick reed is your headliner 11,500 which to me Pretty shocking. I, I know he's had a good record here. I know he plays on the European Tour more than a lot of the other big-name players that come over. So Patrick Reed has gone 10th, 10th, 2nd, and 28th in this event. But just to see him as not only installed as an 8-1 to favorite, but 11,500 in a field that also includes, I mean, Terrell Hatton, Victor Hovland, Colin Morikawa, like... I couldn't, I don't think I could ever play Patrick Reed at this price. I don't think it's, I don't think it's possible. I think I'd much rather, uh, roster some of these other guys, even a, a Terrell Hatton, you know, he won, uh, the, that is the BMW PGA championship. So again, this cheat sheet's a little bit different recent history. You know, these are, these are the European tour events or the majors, which are kind of co-sanctioned or whatever. And then you have tournament history for this event. So it, it should look similar, but not exactly the same as the normal cheat sheet. Um, but I, I would have to believe that Colin Morikawa at 10,500, a guy who has a ton of motivation to play because I believe he's like third in the, in the road to, road to Dubai points, or at least he was a, a week or two ago without even playing over here just because of what he did at the PGA championship and, and some of the other events that I think the world, I think the WGCs go into that as well. Um, so he can actually, I believe just win this whole thing, uh, but coming over play once win the whole thing. And obviously his ceiling is about as high as anybody's a full thousand dollar discount off of Patrick Reed. That to me is, I, I think he's going to be very popular. I think it's well warranted. The other, the other, um, you know, maybe the pivot off of Colin Morikawa would be Sung J M, right? We haven't seen 
Sung Jae, since the Masters, he had that runner-up finish there, played great. Th- that would be the, the natural pivot. And then you start to get into a lot of these European tour guys. Um, you know, and these are the guys that I know even less about. So you're talking about Christian Bezadenhut, who has back-to-back wins over here. He won the Alfred Dunhill, and then he won the South African Open. He's got a great story. He's someone that we've seen on the PGA Tour uh, quite a bit. Finished 12th here last year. He's probably pretty chalky in terms of the pure, like, yeah, I guess he's not a pure European Tour guy because he does come over and play, but like uh, a staple on the European Tour. Then I'm starting. I'm starting to find value, right, or trying to, right. And and depending on how I want to build these lines, I'm always a big fan of Burns v. Sperger. Um, but Andy Sullivan at 91 kind of stands out to me. So what I like about him is he's he's volatile, which I think is fine in this scenario. So he wins, uh, or I'm sorry, he finishes second two weeks ago in the first event. In this is the I believe it was called Golf in Dubai. Uh, he finishes runner up there. He went 58th at the Cyprus, but finished third at the BMW. Again, that's, I believe, the BMW PGA Championship. So he's kind of sporadic in his results, and he has a pretty decent history around or at this event, which is. So here are his last six years. He uh, Going backwards from last year. So he has 10th, 26th, 48th, 40th, runner up. 21st. So there is some upside there. Uh, I don't think he's going to be very consistent, but I think that he offers a bit of volatility. What else do we have? I think Danny Willett's the trap, right? So no, no PGA tour this week. I think what you're going to see is a lot of casual players coming over and picking the names that they recognize. And the vast majority of the names that they recognize are up at the top, the 10 K and plus range here and they're going to scroll down they're going to go oh my god that's a name i know danny willett 8500 and if they do any amount of research they're going to say oh my god he won here two years ago oh my god he finished fifth last year uh let me just hold on let me see what he's done in other here okay uh he had a fourth place finish a couple years before that i mean he did have some pretty bad finishes three finishes outside the uh the top 50 a couple of times but um i think he's going to be a natural click and I think that's I think that's the trap. You know, 30th in Dubai, 25th at the Masters, that's fine. 32nd at the BMW, a couple missed cuts. It's not like he's playing great at the moment. I just think he catches way more ownership than even like a Victor Perez or a Thomas Dietrich or a Sammy Valamaki. I don't even know who, if I'm pronouncing these names right. But um, I, I think Willett feels like the trap in a... European tour event that a lot of Americans are going to be playing. That feels like a trap to me. Uh, just on paper, these two at, at you know, uh, Wilco Nienber, Nianber, 8,000, uh, who I'm pretty sure he's the guy that drives the ball like a million miles. I'm pretty sure he's the guy who bombs it like 400 yards. Um, 11th at the South African Open, 12th at the Alfred Dunhill, second at the what was that? Yo, uh, Yoberg classic or something like that. Uh, so he's been playing well and you know, I love a good bomber. And then Antoine Rosner, Rosner, maybe wins in Dubai. Uh, and he has four straight top 21 finishes dating back to ITA, which I think is the Italian open or Italy open or something like that. Italy championship. Um, that I think is a very solid, like, like these two guys could fill out a lot of, a lot of lineups that, that makes a lot of sense to me. 
this Markage, Marcus Armitage, Armitage, Armentagi. I guess he's from England, so maybe it's Armentage. Um, gaining strokes in all four. I know nothing about him. Gaining strokes in all four categories. No worse than. Well, he's got one, two, three, four, five. Basically. Five top 25s in his last six starts. No worse than 45th in any of them. A handful of top 10s. He's never played this event, or at least he hasn't played it in the last three years. Let me see. No, this is going to be his first time. Uh, That's kind of interesting for 7,400. Now I'm just down into literally just looking at their results and history around here uh, because I don't know anything about these guys. If you're going super low, someone named Kali Samuja, is a min 6,000. He finished second in Cyprus two starts ago. He finished ninth in Scotland, maybe that event, uh, four starts ago. He's min. Can't be that bad, right? Looks pretty good to me. A lot of green on his sheet. Will Bressling, 6,300. He doesn't look all that bad. Again, I don't know anything about these guys. Uh, but there's a cheat sheet here for you. There is also, speaking of things I don't know anything about, let's make the transition over to the Women's U.S. Open, uh, which I know, of course, even less about. So hold on. I did a little bit of research on this. This is going to be played at Champions Golf Club in Houston, Texas. Now, this event, let me see if I can zoom in a little bit here. There we go. Make it a little bit bigger. Again, this sheet is, is uh, you, I, I could never charge you for this, right? Like, like the, the, the European stuff's part of the membership always. Uh, this is, this links in the description, have at it. it. You can get after it. It's, it's got, uh, you know, some se- some very basic season stats, you know, f- uh, fairways hit scoring average greens and regulation putts birdie average. It has their, their U S open event history. Um, have at it. So, so the way that I understand this, is because this is being played at a later time in the year and they're worried about daylight, I believe what they're going to do is they're going to use two courses for rounds one and two. Then they're going to make a cut, I believe, and go back to this Champions Golf Club is the way that I understand it. So uh, should be quite interesting how this all plays out. Your defending champion, Jungun Lee Six. Um, she's right here. She's 8,700. She's played, I don't know if she doesn't have enough stats to qualify. I'm going to have to look on this. So if these season stats aren't there, it's probably because they don't have enough stats to qualify. I'll check on her. There were a lot of tinkering and things that I needed to update uh, to get some of these names to work and to get some of these stats to come through. But she has finished 5th, 17th, and she won in her last three starts. Might be chalk week for Lee Six, I would imagine. Uh, the top of the board, Say C Young Kim, eleven thousand dollars. Danielle Kang, ten thousand seven. In B Park, ten thousand four. Brooke Henderson, ten thousand two. And Jin Young Ko are the five golfers over ten thousand uh, dollars. What I've noticed about this is, it seems like the best players are always gonna find a way, right? Like, like there's not a lot of not a ton of missed cuts from from these top players. I think the I think the skill gap might be larger in the women's game than it might be in the men's game where, where there's so many guys who are just like all razor thin. I think the women's game is a bit more competitive. I mean, I see who is so Yeon, so Yeon Ryu. She's 9,400. Um, I don't have a lot of stats for her. She averages 80 DraftKings points. Listen to this U S 
open history. I'm going to go back from last year. Second, 23rd, 3rd, 11th, 5th, 5th, 3rd, 14th, 1st, a win. That's a victory. And 25th. So you're telling me in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Did I just count that right? 10 trips, no worse than a 25th place finish. And 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 6 top fives. Is that real? Like, why, why, why is she not the best? Like, why is she not the most expensive? I don't know what she's been doing recently. So Yan Ryu, 9,400, dominant at this event. Dare I say dominant. Um, the names I've heard of, I mean, I don't know how to split hairs up here, right? Like, Inby Park seems to play great. Seems to play great all the time. Although, I will say this. In DraftKings scoring, uh, Young Kim, She's the. I think you might want to pay up here. $11,000. She's averaging 5.2 birdies per round. It's more than a full birdie per, per round more than anybody else. Uh, she's got the lowest scoring average. She's got the highest birdie average. She hits the most green. She hits a lot of fairways. Um, yeah, she might She might be the one. I think it's worth, again, if, if there is a big despair, uh, 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 you know, big gap in skill set, between these golfers, you might just want to pay up for as many of these top players as you can. Uh, so she's 11,000. I like that. So let's see what else we have here. Let's go by who else makes a bunch of birdies. Who are some cheaper guys, girls? Woo. Almost slipped there. So used to saying guys, Nelly Corda three, po- let's sort by birdie average. Let's just do this. Nelly Corda, 96 fourth in birdie average. Jennifer song, Fifth, she's only 8,000. That might be good. Allie Ewing, 8,800. She finished 10th last year, but uh, missed the cut in four straight before that. So maybe she's maybe she's found a little something. Again, I don't know if they use the same course. I'm assuming they don't, right? I'm assuming they rotate it around like the men do. Um, but yeah, this is pretty interesting. Let's look at scoring average. For the ones that we have enough rounds on, uh, Brooke Henderson is second to Kim. Danielle Kang, Nasa Hatuoka, 9,200. She finished 10th two years ago, missed the cut last year. She's got the fourth best scoring average. She's pretty good. I don't know what I'm talking about. I really have no idea. This is, this is kind of a math problem. And I also assume that uh, most people aren't going to have any idea. Angela Stanford. 7,700. She's had a good run at U.S. Opens. 10th in 2018, 11th in 2016, 4th in 2013, 4th in 2011. Only two missed cuts in the last, what is that, 12 years? 10 years? Pretty good. 11 years, I think it is. Let's see if we can find some real value in this. Stacy Lewis, I know her. She's played well here, missed a couple cuts. Amy Yang, who else do we have? Oh, Hannah Green. Why do I know that name? She's good, I think. Hold on. Let me look her up. I think she's just out of college. Hannah Green Golf. Um, is this the girl that I'm thinking of? She's from Australia. Hannah Green is 7,300. Makes nearly three and a half birdies per round. Um, why do I think she's really good? Oh, she, oh no. Oh, I thought it said she was the rookie of the year. She's won twice. In she's been a pro for two years basically. 
She's won twice. She's only 7,300. That's kind of interesting. Who else do we have down here? 8,000. Angel Yin finished second here last year. She's a uh, $7,000. Jarena Pillar. Oh, she played well last week, I think. Again, I, I only caught the... Um, they were showing this last week where uh, they were just the, – the weather was so cold and they were freezing and I think the wind was pretty brutal and it looked terrible out there. I'm pretty sure Jarita Pillar played well. I believe that's the wife of Martin Pillar who – I don't think he has his tour card anymore, but I think he did for a while. Uh, so I think she played well last week and fifth last year, eighth in 2016, didn't play it in 2018. I don't know. I mean I do not plan on investing uh, much – much money into all this, but uh, I plan on having a little fun with it. And hopefully uh, somebody goes out and wins this thing again. Cannot stress this enough. I do not know anything about the LPGA. I will do my best to uh, learn more in the future. If wouldn't it be awesome if this was, if this became a thing and they started putting LPGA tournaments in there, it'd be pretty cool. Uh, there'd probably be a huge edge. So maybe we'll start learning about the LPGA. Uh, and then the European tour, you know, uh, vaguely aware of some of these guys, mostly just aware of the of the PGA Tour guys. So uh, hopefully there are some tools. Again, you can go to Rick Rungood. You can get this. Uh, you can get the European Tour stuff. You can get the sheet here. I'll just link it in the description below. But it's available on RickRungood.com as well under the LPGA thing at the on the menu. So you can check that out. It's free. Um, have fun this week. You know what? We've got golf. We've got uh, golf on DraftKings. You can wager on it. Nothing better than than putting some lineups in, having no idea who's in your lineup. That's that's the best part. So best of luck this week. Tweet me at Rick Run Good. Leave a comment below. Later, guys.